Welcome to In The Trap podcast with me, Sarah Harrison, a.k.a. Lady In The Trap. Hence where the title of the series came from, Lady In The Trap, In The Trap. Uh, cheat code, if you actually want to know how I landed on that alias, I actually answered that when Ray Shrimmard asked me in the beginning episode. So revisit that if you haven't already. Hit the follow and subscribe while you're at it. Tell me where you're listening from. Is it Apple? Is it Spotify? Or is it Google Play? Mm, the war of the streaming services. So we're at the final stage of the warm-up phase. I'm feeling pretty hot if you ask me. And I'm more than ready to drop the first episode. It's going to be with a fellow radio broadcaster... But that's as far as I'm going to tell you. I guess you're going to have to set that reminder. The true essence of this podcast is going to be highlighting individuals that are more off camera than are on camera. Not just in music. All creatives are welcome. And I can't wait to have these conversations. So get ready. But back to today's episode. This artist right here is the self-proclaimed DIY pioneer. And rightfully so. I hold my hand up. He has an unmatched work ethic and is truly a one-man band. He goes by the name Russ. He's been flooding the internet with his music since 2011 and his album releases were already in the double figures when I met him in 2015. You guys do the math. He earned his success as an independent artist way before signing a partnership with Columbia, selling out large venues across the world from just SoundCloud releases. And I can attest to that because I actually went to one of those shows myself. He definitely cracked the code in this digital age of music and I can tell you he has serious fans as I came to find out in the youtube comments of this interview i'm sure they will find their way to this podcast as well we need a name for this russ hive i've definitely grown to respect the guy since we first met in the trap circa june 2016 before i press play on this remember to join me monday april 20th for the first official episode of in the trap podcast for some deep dive conversations and storytelling chronicles with my favorite creatives stay tuned this is the Sarah Harrison Show. You heard it here first, you dig? The Sarah Harrison Show, I'm sat here today in London with Russ. And I know I'm going to get your last name wrong, so I might as well let you say it. You want my last name? It's on your Twitter at, isn't it? No, that's not my last <laughs> name. That's not my last name. That's my um, like company name. Um, Diamond. D-I-E-M-O-N. Diamond. Yeah, yeah. We, won't, we won't ask you for your government. This is not that... Think, this think, is yeah, not an interrogation. Like, <laughs> it's not an interrogation at all, yeah. man. I know this for a fact because your Twitter feed says so. You are on a high right now. Yeah, it's super wild. It's all very surreal. Very surreal. So you are on a UK and European tour? Yes, for sure. So you've touched down so far, let's see, Manchester, yep. Glasgow, yep. Birmingham. and Birmingham. Yep. All right. What can you tell us of, of those three different cities in the UK? Um, Birmingham last night was probably like the craziest. Just as far as like amount of people and just... They knew every single word, uh, but everything wow. was epic. I was thinking that Glasgow was going to be like gray and like dingy. And it was like super epic, super nice. Manchester was fresh. Everything's been like a trip. It's really mind blowing. Don't you think, like, as you said, Glasgow is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. The architecture and everything. Super nice. super nice. I think we were all surprised. Me and all like my crew was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not what we expected, but super nice. And now you're in London, a sold out show. Yes, what an epic sentence. What a crazy, it's like literally surreal, yeah. So we're going to get into um, your catalogue of music, but so far, um, what's been the reaction to which particular song do you feel like, wow, I didn't expect this song to get this much love? Yeah, 
Um, well, the one that's like crushing right now is uh, what they want. But like, I expected that to get love, even losing control. Like, the songs that are like crushing, I'm like, I expected that because like when I was doing them, I was like, yo, this is crazy. But um, I don't know. There's some that like surprise me. Like, I have this song called Tsunami, mm-hmm. and it's just rapping, and it's like, it's like one of the bigger ones, which is super weird. But um, I don't know. It's all just mind blowing. Sure. Yeah. Why did you decide to call it the Manifest Tour? Uh, because that's exactly what like this is. This whole thing was manifested. Like even on songs before, like I had this tour booked. I was saying like shows overseas and they're sold out. Like on Always New, and it's like I didn't have any shows overseas sold out know, at that point. Mad. So it's like just literally manifested it. So yeah. So let's get into who Russ Diamond is for new listeners, new fans oh, that are. Russ, no Okay, just Russ. Okay, let's just stick to that. <laughs> just Russ. Um, like just Blaze. <laughs> okay, so Russ, you are currently based in Atlanta. Yes. But tell us about your actual background, where you grew up, and musically how you decided to, you know, get to where you are now. Right. Uh, I was born in New Jersey. Um, I was moved around a lot as a kid, which is why, like, I didn't really like claim Atlanta. It was one of the reasons because like, you know, I haven't really had like a hometown hometown because I moved around so much and like at weird times, you know what I mean? So, um, but you know, I, I live in Atlanta. I've lived there since I was 12, I'm 23. Um, but yeah, I started, I mean, my grandfather taught me guitar when I was like 13 and that kind of like opened up the whole music, me exploring music and making my own music door. So, yeah. Yeah. So, being 12 in Atlanta, what was that like? Like, musically, what were you into? Because Atlanta, the music scene has always been so prominent, and there's such a distinct sound that comes from Atlanta. Yeah. And whereabouts in Atlanta, by the way? Uh, it's like all over. Um, okay. <laughs> um, at 12, what was I listening to? Uh, 12, I was still heavy on, like, 50 Cent and Eminem, you know really? what I mean? Yeah, because I had just moved from North Carolina, um, and that's what I was listening to. Uh, I don't know, because, you know, I didn't get into, like, the Jay-Z stuff, like, the more intellectual stuff, so I was older. I couldn't understand it. Right. I don't know. I was listening to, like, a lot of, like, singer-songwriter music, too. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. It's, it's funny to me, because I've been to Atlanta, and, um, yeah, I love it. You love it? Okay, I didn't, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't introduce myself probably. I'm the lady in the trap. That's my, I'm the lady in the trap. You now see how Atlanta would be the first person, the first person, the first place on the map to go to. Of course, and you loved it. It's the (laughs) (laughs) What did you do when you went to Atlanta? Okay, um, I went to a bunch of studios with like producers like Dundeal, Metro, Sunny. Yeah. Um, I went to Tree Sounds. Of course. Yeah. Tree Sounds is like 15 minutes away from where like my studio was always at. Amazing. I think yeah. Tree Sounds, oh, the vibe in there is amazing. Shout out Molly. Yes, for sure. I have a funny story about Tree Sound. When Drake and Future were recording their uh, What a Time to Be Alive, Yeah. we knew that they were recording it because they put up a picture and we recognized the room. And so <laughs> yeah. me, and, me and my friend yeah, like... Yeah, the room with... Um, is it... Studio A is what it is. Is it Jimi Hendrix on the... I don't know. It might be. It might yeah. be. Um, but uh, what's it called? 
So I called my friend. I'm like, yo, Drake and Future up at Tree Sound right now. <laughs> and like, I had like a connect at Tree Sound. So I was like, yo, you got to get me in a room. Because I'm just thinking like, yo, let me just be in their presence. Let me just like, maybe I run into them in the bathroom or something. Like yeah. Something or while Molly's cooking her food. Right, of course. <laughs> so like, we go up there, we get a room for like two hours and we're just like, we're just like sitting there drinking and smoking, just trying to figure out how are we going to like finesse this? Because we knew they were in there. But um, yeah, nothing happened. Oh man. <laughs> it was so epic. Like it was, it was like cool to be like, damn, they're mad close. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was cool. It's crazy. I'm, I'm the most extroverted person in the world, just like in general. Okay. Um, but like musically, I'm so picky. Uh, I just don't think anyone's that great anymore, except for like Drake and like Kanye. And like, I like a lot of female artists though. Like a lot of male artists are just, I don't know, like, because when I go into the studio now, it's like, it used to be where I was like a little kid and like my eyes were like wide looking up to like all these rappers. But now like, that, you know, like my stuff is kind of getting there too. It's like, I'm not looking at y'all anymore. Like, oh my God, it's like, I, no, I know what goes into this now. So what used to impress me doesn't impress me. anymore. I know what you mean. And I feel like it's important, like quality control, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like to call it like the Quincy Jones approach. Like okay. everyone in the room has to be great in some way, you know, like you can't just have any oddball like right. in the studio. For sure. <laughs> I don't ever have anyone in the studio, let alone Good. <laughs> That's amazing, man. But listen, I'm not going to let you go because I'm okay. still confused as to how you grew up in Atlanta yeah. and you never even mentioned like GZTI, Gucci, he's free. Believe me. The thing that people don't realize is that Gucci's about to come back and literally run everything because, like, Gucci's really, like, the father of trap. And I think Gucci hasn't even really... The world, like, hasn't really seen what Gucci is really even capable of because the internet's so booming. All these social medias, it's like, Gucci's about to take over that. You can't let down a Gucci and Russ Diamond collabo, though, like... Honestly, like, the thing is, I would just want to be making the beats and, like... I don't like doing collabs if it's like, yo, send me the beat... And, uh, and you, I like, if I'm going to do it, I want to, like, sit in the studio and let's vibe and do something crazy. 100. Because, yeah. you know, he embraces new yeah. talent like crazy. Yeah, definitely do something with Gucci. He's a legend. Just because, yeah, exactly. He's a legend. He's a legend. And also, Gucci has, like, a lot of signature flows that people low-key bite. Um, you know what I mean? That, like, and because they might make it more mainstream, like, people don't realize, like, nah, that's the Gucci flow. Um, but, yeah, Gucci's a legend. You're independent, right? Yeah, You're 100% independent. independent. Yeah. So all this buzz that you've gained online is 100% organic. Yeah. What was the first step you took like, in order to bring your music to that next I mean, level? Just honestly putting it out, really, and putting it out consistently. That's the thing. A lot of people would like, they'll put out you know, five songs in a year, and it's like, okay, to some people, it's like, that's, you know, that's, you put out five singles this year, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I realized that, look, this is the internet. Like, one day is a month. You know what I mean? Like, the amount of stuff that comes out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to just be in your face every week for you to really, nice. like, understand, like, yo, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm, like, over here, like, waving my arms up and down, like, every week. So I don't know. It was just consistent, really. You basically took the YouTuber's approach. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, and it's like SoundCloud is the new radio. YouTube is the new TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like... You know, imagine, like, if you could own your own TV station and own your own radio station, how often would you play your music? Every week, every day. Right. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the approach I took. All those uploads have resulted in how many albums? Because I couldn't believe it when I read that. So before the SoundCloud, I had put out 11 albums. That was before? before? Yeah. 
<laughs> so now you've got 20 albums. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So How do you have that much space in your hard drive? I know. I, I've, had to, I've had to double up. Um, yeah, so before the SoundCloud, I put out 11 albums, all self-produced, mixed, mastered, engineered. Um, and then, yeah, on the SoundCloud is what, like 75 songs? So, I don't know, probably like, you could make like 10 albums out of that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I want to talk about the artwork that you upload as well with your songs yeah. on, the, on the SoundCloud. How did you end up, how did it end up becoming so much of a concept? Shout out to the homie photo one time. Okay. Um, <laughs> Graphics dude. Yeah, the homie Foda, who's uh, up in Williamsburg, him and uh, Kid Super, uh, very, very, very fresh people, some of the most creative, most creative geniuses I've met. But, uh, you know, me and Foda just naturally, we were friends, and like, I don't know, he just, we kind of got in a rhythm, like, he, he, would, he made some artworks for me, and we couldn't, like, we weren't really clear on exactly what we were going to do, and then we figured it out, we were like, look, we're going to, you know, what's the color of this song, and what's the image, cool, let's run it. And that was, you know, now we've been doing it every week. And they're all available for free download, right? 100% for sure. Wow. You need to go and... What's the, what's the SoundCloud? SoundCloud.com slash Russ. Very simple. R-U-S-S. But what I want to ask, for, for new listeners yeah. who are just hearing about you and want to go online and listen to your music, like, the catalogue is so large. Like, where would you even start? Where would you recommend the best place to start? I mean, I would start at the SoundCloud because I think it's the best. But where in the SoundCloud, Russ? Start at the top and just press play. Just buy that. You know what I mean? So teed up is the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I played that on my show. Got a good response. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, love it. Love your stuff. It's Thank you. The frequencies are nice. It's awesome. Like everything, everything yourself. Everything, yeah. So you're basically the epitome of like a successful DIY artist. I would like to think I'm the DIY pioneer, yeah. Sick. You heard it. You heard it from the horse's mouth. You heard it here first, exactly, yeah. man. Do you ever encounter writer's block because you don't really have any co-writers? You don't have a, like a big camp around you. Right. Like it must be hard to consistently write your own stuff. I think you know what? I think it's hard. I think you can get writer's block if you're the type of rapper who only raps about one thing. You know those rappers who their whole like shtick is to just kind of be like the money, the girls, and like whatever. And it's like. I mean, but I don't even know how you get writer blocked on that content because it's the easiest thing to say. It's exactly. It's like but I, I don't know. For me, like, everything is fair game. I always tell people when I meet them, like, especially girls, it's like, yo, by the way, like, disclaimer, you might end up in a song. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> True. I it, does, it does feel quite um, autobiographical. What no, you, what it 100% you is. It's really just my audio diary. You know what I mean? So Amazing. I don't know. I feel like every day there's something new to talk about if you really pay attention. So. so you've never had like a mentor or anything like yeah. in terms of the engineering stuff and no, or it was all self-taught? Yeah, all self-taught. No, not, not ever engineering or any of that. Uh, just, you know, like rapping sometimes I'll just be like, I don't feel like rapping, but then I'll just sing. When I don't feel like singing, I'll just rap. So like, I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's like being two people. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's like being two. It's really like being like three people because it's like if I don't feel like rapping or singing, I'll just make beats. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you can I, put the different hat on. Right. So you know, I like when one is running low on inspiration, the other one is probably you know doing okay. Talking about hats, is that merch you've got on there? It is. It is my merch. <laughs> Go on then. This is your time to plug. Um. Yeah. <laughs> this is the EM from um, Diamond, which stands for Everyday Music. Uh, you can get this along with other select merch items on uh, diamond.com/store. Amazing. Well, it's been so good chatting to you. This um, is amazing. 
Really? Yes, <laughs> I'm glad, man. Beautiful. Thanks so much for sitting on the Sarah Harrison Thank show. You.